What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. So we are at the start of a new year. As I said last time, it's a good point for reflecting on last year or in the case of this time, maybe just trying to put as much of last year as possible out of our minds and moving on and looking at the year ahead. And although I don't go in, like I said in the last episode, that much for the end of year lists, because I don't really think my opinion is that great for the end of year lists. I don't think what I thought was the best or whatever is that important, though I do like the end of year kind of roundups for picking out a few highlights and bringing a few things to people's attention. And then people can just go through whatever list or whatever uh, kind of collection of things you pointed to and find some new things for themselves. That's cool. End of year lists are useful for that. And so I do the odd one. What I really do also enjoy is doing a kind of predictions thing or looking to the year ahead uh, it's kind of fun it's kind of a gambling thing to it because you know you're just inevitably going to be completely wrong and then there's always this document of, that people can point to and be like look how stupid you are it's objective now we've got something that we can always always point to just in case we need extra hard evidence of that as if you don't provide enough and <laughs> kind of enjoy the fun of that um and it's a fun thing to look back on and, and kind of say okay why did you think that and and stuff like that um and it's just also a good exercise for a chance to think about what's coming in the new year that can kind of reflect on you in a personal way as well and you can and you can kind of take a moment to think about the year ahead and um in a whole bunch of cool ways, in a whole bunch of cool ways. But uh, I kind of enjoy doing it, like I say, for this the, the fun of it, the kind of gamble of it, of uh, of thinking about gear and guitar. What What's going to come up in terms of trends in the next year? Um, when you're an idiot like me and don't really have any exciting particular insight to give, although I do work in the guitar industry, uh, yeah, so do a lot of people. It doesn't mean that any of us know what's happening. You might be able to say, you know, when you shouldn't, this company is going to be doing this, which I won't be doing. Um, but can I draw out some trends for the year ahead? Do I have any idea what might be going on? No. Uh, and then there's also the fun of um, all the extra, I guess, added interest of doing it at a time like this where everything is so damn unpredictable. Um, well, you know, even in a very difficult year, the guitar industry has had a lot of good elements. We talked last time about the the the, the boutique pedal industry doing really well in 2020, despite you would not necessarily predict that. So, hey, here we go. It's uh, going to be even harder than normal to try and predict the future or something uh, that's just impossible to do anyway. But it's it's kind of fun to put it out there and play off it and check back on this in, you know, six months even and see, okay, uh, how do I think that's working out? Um, and it's also just a conversation starter. It's a fun way to kind of get a few opinions out there about the gear world at the moment and then to hear other people's responses and kind of hear... Okay, what do you think is coming this year? And why do you disagree? Why do you agree? And it's a good way to kind of get talking about about all this gear nerdy stuff we love. So I've just got a few predictions. Here are some trends I think maybe, I don't know, we could see in 2021. So here's the first one. Last couple of years, 2019, 2020, uh, we've seen a massive rise in flame maple and crazy exotic nice looking necks and then in particular um whether they're flamed and exotic and nice looking that's more the kind of high-end guitar thing or slightly more expensive import guitars at all levels of guitars including some very inexpensive 
expensive price points from the likes of Harley Benton, we have seen a real rise in using, for example, baked and roasted maple neckwoods. Um, a lot of this has been for people say uh, you're less likely to get fret brow, the wood dries out, that process makes the neck more stable. You get people saying all these things, but you've got a lot of people saying, you know, whether they agree with that or or, or feel like it doesn't make as much of a difference you got a lot of people saying they just really like the aesthetic and a lot of the popularity of uh the kind of roasted baked maple including with the flame maple or less figured um depending on what price point you're going to a lot of that popularity was the aesthetic of it it was a really striking way to change the aesthetic in a way that's instantaneously eye-catching the reason i think that that's even more important is one there's there's already sort of a trend there for uh you know like i said last couple of years these neckwoods and maybe that could continue so hey there's a there's a point to pick up on but you know some trends kind of come up for a couple of years and then disappear why do i think this one could have some legs and i'll get to ha- explaining why i think it's a little bit different in a second the reason I think this is worth looking at is I think generally on this list there's a couple of things that point to big aesthetic changes becoming very popular and certain aesthetic things that are very striking. And that's because so much of the guitar world, you've heard it from some of the guys that I've interviewed lately on this podcast, even more in the last year, but in general, our lives are becoming digital. The guitar world is digital, it's virtual, and a lot of that is scrolling through feeds and uh thumbnails and pictures that you get a split second to try and catch someone's eye on there's a grid or tile of different pictures or there's an infinite scroll filled with pictures how do your guitars stand out what is it that's catching people's eyes and when we've got a spec sheet and we've got so many people at so many competitive price points with similar comparable spec sheets what stands out about your model or if you're like a big company like Fender if you're a big company uh, like well, like any of these companies bringing out the same kinds of body shapes again and again and again year after year after year what is actually going to get us to come back and reconsider you and fight, take interest in you again when you're basically kind of doing the same thing every year to some extent in a kind of vague way I think aesthetically eye-catching things are a big part of that have been could kind of always been to some extent but are massively becoming more and more of interest to people as more and more companies get on a proper understanding of how getting eyes on you on social media and bringing people back to you again and again and again across the internet how important it is to do that how important the visual side of that is and more and more companies are getting to understand putting first and foremost are things that catch people's eyes in a kind of way that's almost the algorithmic way of getting people to spend three more seconds looking at this thing three more seconds on this thing clicking through to this thing rather than just scrolling past it liking it rather than just scrolling past it and how much that actually helps them become dominant on these platforms and so i think that um the kind of obvious aesthetic change of the roasted baked maple has been a big kind of important part of that trend and that could be picked on more and more picked up on more and more from these companies who want that big aesthetic impact of it as well as the the like i said the kind of spec benefits of having uh the roasted or the baked maple and for that reason the first trend i am pointing to possibly happening in 2021 is not necessarily just the continuation of uh popularity for roast and baked maple but with guitar builders and companies taking that a step further i think we're going to see a lot more different 
neck woods. Whether they'll be very exotic and very figured, I think that could be a part of it. Again, especially on those high price points, I think you could see the lower price points trying to find a way. Like they're always trying to get more and more. Like here's a crazy looking veneer. Here's this. Now we're doing this. Now we're doing aftermarket pickups, and we're still only four hundred bucks. Isn't this crazy? The next step could be much more figured highly figured necks on less expensive guitars but i think also different neck woods like maybe some kinds of um different woods with different kinds of figuring going away from maple that are very aesthetically striking and that appear very different and also just are striking in terms of when you see them listed on the spec sheet because that's a point of conversation it's something that stops you scrolling through it's something that makes you stop and look and pay attention and i think more and more companies are realizing how important that instantaneous connection that instantaneous interest is very interesting there's a lot of guitar builders out there that i talk about all the time on this podcast using all sorts of different interesting wood species showing you you there is no reason apart from you know if you want that particular sound in which case that's awesome to go for mahogany and maple or uh alder and maple or whatever the traditional combinations that you want to go for are um you know there's no exact particular reason for that apart from that's the tradition and if you've got traditional taste and it's just got to be that awesome guitar builders love that make that for you if you love the kind of tonal properties of that and it's not so much tradition but you just like what those woods provide awesome guitar builders and companies will make you that but in terms of objectively standing back and viewing all the woods that for in terms of how they are to work with, in terms of how they are to get, how they're available they are, how protected they are, um, how they are to work with, and then their properties in terms of kind of hardness and et cetera, et cetera, that guitar builders and companies look at for what's suitable for guitar building. The range is huge. We talked about the Creamery pickups recently in Manchester, UK, also doing custom guitars. And I talked about their process is basically just the knock. As long as it's got that kind of resonance, it can work. And for that reason, they use a bunch of reclaimed wood uh, from tables and furniture and all sorts of things. Um, Tosin Abassi, one of his crazy designed guitars, was made out of driftwood, I believe. And that's something that other guitar builders and other companies have played with. You've got the uh, thermo-treated woods from Daimo Guitar Works. You've got the local wood challenge of the European guitar builders. I have a guitar from the local wood challenge myself made of um, Dutch chestnut wood. And guitar builders and companies will tell you there are a ton of woods that you can use for guitar building. We don't stick to the same kind of combinations out of oh, it's a shame no other woods work. It's because it's kind of tradition and that's what appeals to us as customers a lot and a fair enough. It's also a known entity. You've got your distribution and everything and uh, wood wood kind of um, uh, basically wood dealers and and people that are getting you that wood. Your sources for that wood are all set up and ready. So, you know, if it ain't broke, don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it a little bit maybe. But also uh, it's a known entity in terms of working with it, in terms of having your builders work with that in either factories or custom shops, et cetera, et cetera. But I think we could see a lot of people realizing the benefits of expanding out into more different wood species, especially if it brings a real instantaneous interest in terms of the specs and in terms of the aesthetics. So I think we might see that in terms of different neck woods, especially because players have kind of been opened up to this and responded very positively towards the very different kind of baked, roasted and crazy exotic flamed necks that we've i think have been really prominent in the last year following on from that prediction number two for 2021 what will be the next trend i think we could see more of totally completely following on from this idea of aesthetically eye-catching plus what we've seen in 2020 i think sparkle and metallic flake finishes seem to be everywhere at the moment i can't stop seeing them everywhere i see them in magazines on magazine covers and i think again because it's eye-catching i see them promoted 
sometimes above other models or more and more frequently from guitar builders not necessarily that they've done more sparkle finishes in the last year but when they've done them they put out picture after picture after picture and i think that's probably because they get a lot of interaction on them because they're eye-catching because they're different and because there is a bit of a popular trend for them right now it's a bit of a kind of retro flavor to them um you know pair it with some kind of uh like gold foil pickups or some retro looking pickups and filtertrons and i think people are into that right now so for those same reasons that i just blabbed on about on um talking about neckwoods i think sparkle finishes were becoming more and more popular in 2020 and i think that could continue in 2021 uh, i think we could start to see companies try to get them uh, also again onto uh cheaper price models so we could see them especially more and more whatever you see happening with cheaper price models um you're absolutely gonna see flooding everywhere because there's so many of these in- inexpensive models so many more of, of us can you know afford to get them obviously and then you know post pictures of them videos of them that same uh, logic applies to the youtubers and all that and they also it's easier and more affordable for companies to send them those and a lot of those companies are very good at being very interactive and one thing those companies want to do is because it's very competitive at those price points is try and give you something not just different not just new but very clearly different that makes them instantly stand out from the competition there's a lot of guitars now for 150 bucks but here is this one doing something completely different not just another strat with a brand name i've never heard of it's doing something totally different like i say trying to get something that we relate to more high-end or more custom or more expensive onto a less expensive medium priced or even very cheaply priced model is a really attractive thing and a really uh, can be a really big hitter for companies can be a real 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 um benefit to them and their whole product line as well as that product doing well sparkle finishes could definitely be a part of that something that stands out on social media wherever you see it something that's kind of in right now with a trend anyway and something that companies could work on like with a bunch of things manage to try and get it onto lower priced instruments whereas before it's maybe been you know a bit of an upcharge or you go up a level to get that because it takes a bit more work in certain ways i know that finishing guys can sometimes get find sparkle finishes a pain in the ass because you kind of need like if you're doing a finishing gun you want your own finishing gun to do the sparkle stuff because otherwise no matter how well you clean it you go and uh spray a guitar black and you turn it in the light and it's got sparkly little flakes and stuff in it stuff like that can happen there can be cheaper ways of doing it just like the kind of slight metallics but i think with the real kind of sparkle finishes i think we will be seeing more of those um if the whole kind of 50s um vibe dies out of the kind of retro or modernized or futurist retro and all that stuff kind of dies out that seems to be quite big right now obviously not but i think for these kind of aesthetic and striking reasons and the fact that it's cool and different and that is just a huge benefit to us as all gear collectors cycling through endless gear at any time but especially in the social media age and especially at a time when we're all trapped inside and numbers on social media are up on guitar social media everyone's seeing more interest more clicks more inquiries absolutely the uh, the fact that companies are also at the same time as that becoming more aware of hey getting people to stop scrolling and put eyes on me is massive what can do that sparkle finishes i think there could be some logic in there seems to be big at the moment number three i think that the continuing trend of uh the love for guitar modification guitar building 
uh, from hobby builders, from people at home, from people just trying it out, will continue and will get bigger and bigger and bigger. Obviously, a big part of this is, again, looking back on the last couple of years, it's been growing in popularity. Obviously, social media, there's communities growing up around this that are getting stronger and stronger, and that facilitates this trend to continue. And obviously, like the uh, last two I've said, there's been an element of the weirdness of this year affecting everything in the current time of last year and people are at home and people are getting into a modding as well as playing as well as maybe gear collecting as well as starting to play guitar people are really getting into modding guitars people are really getting into building their own guitars get a kit build add some more aftermarket parts uh, do this do that go to the next level oh, i've built a few little guitars myself just simple oil finishes now i want to get into finishing i want to know how to do binding i want to know how to do this all levels of this from just starting to get into it and up you're seeing it all in the community. You had the great guitar build off this year from Crimson Guitars. That if that's set to be a yearly thing, which I believe it is, you saw the enormous response to that from people at all kind of skill levels, all kind of levels of notoriety and being known on social media, the official builds and then encouraging the kind of unofficial entrance. It was a huge response. Uh the level of quality in the responses was absolutely phenomenal, as you will have seen highlighted if you were following the great guitar build off and crimson guitars. And I think that that is going to get bigger and bigger as we head into another year when uh we are gonna still to some extent be having restrictions and being indoors. Um, but also um, with that community just in itself I think even without the current time I think that community has been growing stronger and stronger and stronger facilitated by the massive amount of free and inexpensive information and content to guide you that is available online through various YouTube channels through various websites through various very active guitar builders and teachers and luthiers and people running luthier schools I think it is just incredibly popular right now for people to be modern guitars, doing kit builds and building guitars themselves. And I think that's set to continue in 2021. Um, so there we go. There we go. Those are my uh, kind of main three. I have a bonus one for you, number four. One that I wasn't as certain about. I I think it might just be something which I think would be cool to see as well. And I have seen a few inklings of it recently, which is people in terms of always wanting something a bit more, a bit different, um, spending a lot of time on social media and things that are different, getting more buzz and coming to the fore on there. And us as guitar players having kind of almost getting gear fatigue sometimes watching all of these reviews even if we're not actually buying more we're interacting with more gear of social media watch a ton of reviews you go yeah okay i get it i burn out that things that are maybe a little bit would have been a little bit too experimental a little bit too crazy for us even a year ago even a couple of years ago become more and more palatable and i also think uh with the expansion of guitar in popularity and other music genres something i've talked about a lot on this podcast into um music genres which utilize a lot of different production methods electronic instrumentation uh whether you're talking about hip-hop whether you're talking about neo-soul uh the use of effects is different and i'm wondering with that with the greater and greater increased prominence of some very cool experimental guitar builders who i've talked about here on the on the podcast then working in collaboration with certain musicians i'm wondering if we could be seeing some guitars especially at the high end kind of level with more experimental inbuilt electronics you can think of a tornicator you could think of the um 
kind of Matt Bellamy kind of guitars. Few different options on here. I have seen some inklings and some builds recently that had that from prominent or smaller builders. Um, I've seen some kind of interviews and, and things where people have been discussing that in bigger guitar magazines. I'm wondering if we could be seeing some more built-in electronics in there. I did cover a few things like that already on the podcast, and so it's kind of buzzing around in my head. Maybe that's something else to look out for. For some reason, I felt the other three, I felt a bit more like I had some kind of solid reasoning behind it, even if I'm just completely wrong on them. This one, it's just kind of a bit of a feeling. I've seen a few things here and there, and I think it would be cool. And um, I have a bit of a logic like I've just explained, but I don't know. That's a bonus one. We'll, we'll throw it in there. There's four. Let's call it four. Those are my four trend predictions for guitars in 2021. If you would like to discuss that with me and send me your own predictions i'd love to hear them i'm at axes and blades.com axes and blades on instagram axes and blades on facebook you can contact me through the website you can contact me on any of those pages i'd love to get a discussion going and hear what people think is coming up in 2021 because i think there's probably a bunch of cool ideas out there a lot of disagreement with me and and that's a good thing because i'm probably way off so (laughs) i'd love to hear what other people think so anyway those are my predictions on that as always, that's a lot of gear talk, but we finish with the thing that is the most important, which is music itself. Always finish with a suggestion of some music to go and check out. I told you guys I was going to keep blabbing on about Thomas Erak's amazing music, and here we go. I'm keeping my promise today. I want you to go and check out a track from The Fall of Troy, and what I want you to check out today is the track Chapter 3, Nostalgic Mannerisms. Link to that in the description of this podcast freaking phenomenal incredible guitar work incredible song structuring um absolutely love it found them on the horizon it's just brilliant and uh starting with this is no problem if if you just want to dip your toe in and see what it's like because this is a great place to start so check that out listen to a bunch of music get inspired play a bunch of guitar look after yourselves look after one another and as always i will catch you tomorrow